This is The Jerry Callahan Show. I know this is the biggest part of the story, but I have to ask, why does Hunter Biden, a uh, tax cheat, crackhead, deadbeat dad, lying scumbag, get a convoy of SUVs to the courthouse? Why does he have a team of well-dressed security people holding doors for him? How does he pay for these lawyers from the uh, Lanny? It's called uh, Latham and Watkins high priced legal team, probably 800 bucks an hour for each of them. We know he doesn't really have a job. I mean, how is we know he doesn't want to pay child support. We know he begs his uh, Chinese benefactors for money to pay the bills. How does he afford this? I mean, I know it's not the biggest part of the scandal, and I know it would come as no surprise if there is some some hijinks going on here and taxpayers are getting stuck with the bill. But I'm just going to guess he took a private jet to Wilmington, Delaware, uh, to face charges today. If you're not paying attention, Hunter just arrived in court. Uh, some, some people with earpieces in their hands and beautiful tailored suits opened the doors, kept the media away from him. I don't understand why that is allowed. He's just a private citizen. He's not an elected official. He's just a total scumbag. And yet they treat him like he's some kind of head of state. So he arrived in court. He will face the judge, judge Mary Ellen Norica who, uh, if she has any integrity, if she has any guts at all, will not accept the plea deal. We all know he reached a plea deal under false pretenses. Uh, We know the fix was in. We heard from the IRS whistleblowers who investigated the case and were stopped or stymied at every turn. They weren't allowed to pursue any lead that led to the big guy. They weren't even allowed, essentially, to interview Hunter Biden. They weren't allowed to search the Biden guest house where all the evidence was the uh, the U.S. Attorney's Office, the assistant U.S. Attorney tipped off these guys, Hunter Biden's legal team, at every turn. They're going to search. They're going to try and interview him. The, the interviewers, the investigators were told to stand down. It's the most blatant, obvious case of political corruption I have ever seen. So how is this legit? How is he allowed to plead to two misdemeanors, and a diversion for the gun charge and do zero jail time. Any honest analyst, any honest expert will say this is rigged, that any other person not named Biden would today be getting sentenced to a serious prison term. You, me, whoever, who did these things, and we've gone over all the details, he went years without paying his taxes. He made $17 million in a four- or five-year span without paying taxes. We would be doing five years, five years without a doubt, at least two or three. We would be doing serious prison time. Hell, his partner, Devin Archer, is doing a year, is uh, looking at a year in prison for some scam where he uh, ripped off an Indian tribe. He is expected to testify Monday. It's not going to be televised, unfortunately. We're not even going to have audio. We're just going to have a transcript. But Devin Archer is once again going to to contradict the the claims by our liar-in-chief, Joe Biden, that he knew nothing of his son's business dealings. Of course he did. We all know it. Hell, they know we know, which is why they're changing the narrative, which is why they moved the goalpost and said, uh, he wasn't in business with his son. 
which is fine. Obviously, he was lying for years, saying he never talked to his son about his foreign business dealings. He said he didn't even know he was on the Burisma board until he was after after he was on the board, which is a flat out lie. You could be the biggest stooge, the biggest bite. You could be Mike Barnacle. And we'll get to that clown. Uh, And, you know, Joe Biden is lying. Hell, if Joe Biden is talking, he's lying. He's incapable of telling the truth. So when he says he's not in business with his son. You know, we'll, within, I don't know, two months, three months, that story will change when we find out he was indeed in business with his son. He was indeed profiting. I still can't believe when I see Joe Biden do a press conference yesterday, and boy, was this, was this a memorable one. Talk about gaffes. Uh, once again, the uh, 25th Amendment came up because yesterday he was just a lost soul. Um when you see him performing the duties of commander in chief, you feel like, how is he still in office? I mean, again, the things he's done are a thousand times worse than what Richard Nixon did. Bill Clinton did. Uh, Donald Trump, of course, did. Hell, Donald Trump was impeached for asking Ukraine to look into the corruption of at Burisma, which is perfectly appropriate. Indeed, it was his obligation to ask them to look into that because he knew what they were doing. Why did they impeach Donald Trump the first time? Because he was on to them, because he knew the grift was going on. He knew Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, and many, many others were profiting from this corrupt energy company in this corrupt country. He asked Zelensky to look into it. The idea, the thought, when you look back that he was, uh, <laughs> that he was uh, impeached for that is just a joke. McCarthy's talked about whatever, reneging, uh, 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 wiping out that that impeachment. Of course, you should do that. That should be a no-brainer. They should do it today. Hell, they should do a lot of things today. But for some reason, Republicans just aren't as ruthless, as vengeful as Democrats. I wish they were. It is time for action. I don't want to hear any more stuff about, oh, we're looking into it. We're going to have a hearing. We're going to write a letter. Joe Biden should be impeached today. I would love for somebody to explain why not. Why shouldn't he be? I mean, I understand that 95% of the media is completely in the tank for him and lying about him. But so what? We've seen the mountain of evidence. We've heard from the whistleblowers. How is he not impeached today? He will not be convicted in the Senate because Senate Democrats don't care that the leader of their party, the leader of the free world is corrupt. But so what? It's your job as a rep, as a congressman, as a speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. It is your job to draw up articles of impeachment when the president is taking bribes from foreign countries. It's in the Constitution. I want someone to explain it to me. I don't understand it. But today, um, As we speak, Hunter is in court. They just said, I was watching a report, they said he is expected to speak after this appearance. Um, You know, you know why that is, uh, you know why I'm looking forward to that? Because as I've said before, as we talked about after the 4th of July, after they found his coke in the White House, you can tell when a guy is coked out. You can just tell. I can tell. I'm an expert. The guy we saw on the balcony on the 4th of July was coked out of his mind. I'm going to guess. When you have a stressful thing like appearing in court today in Wilmington, Delaware, I'm going to guess he needs a little toot. That's just my guess. And if you were an alcoholic, I'll say he's going to have a drink. Uh, but he's a cokehead and an alcoholic. So the, he, he definitely will need something to get him through this uh, hearing. But as if, 
as if these people weren't corrupt enough, weren't dishonest enough. This story from last night is so wild. And again, this is something you probably will not see if you read the New York Times or the Boston Globe. You definitely will not see it on ABC or NBC or CBS or, or CNN or whatever, 60 Minutes. You will not see it. In fact, they have they just don't even touch. They don't even touch the story. They don't even touch the scandals. Um, he, he, uh, I'm trying to find, uh, one of the, uh, uh, um, newsbusters guys tracked it in the last four days. None of the networks have even mentioned any of the scandals, the whistleblowers, the, uh, the, the you know, the cocaine cover up. They just don't touch it. They just say, we'll ignore it and hope it goes away and hope our guy can survive. But here's the story from last night in the, the New York post. This is amazing. He's going to court, right? He's going to court today. They are afraid that uh, the public record will show just what a joke this uh, plea deal is. So what did they do, his lawyers? Well, one of them pretended to be part of Jason Smith. He's the rep, uh, the congressman looking into this, pretended to be on his team, called the courthouse and asked them to seal the record. They pretended to be, and to me, that sounds like grounds for disbarment, disbarring the guy, although I think it's a woman. Anyway, here's the story. First son, Hunter Biden's legal team appeared to pull a dirty trick Tuesday to block the release of damning evidence ahead of his expected guilty plea on uh, federal tax charges. The drama began in the morning when the House Ways and Means Committee filed an amicus brief to the Delaware uh, U.S. District Judge Mary Ellen Norica. Uh, arguing that the 53-year-old had benefited from political interference, which calls into question the propriety of the investigation into alleged crimes, including money laundering, federal tax evasion, and failed to register as a foreign agent. The the filing included testimony of the IRS whistleblowers from uh, uh, May 26th and June 1st. What happened next is outlined in a letter sent to the judge Tuesday afternoon by the committee's top lawyer. At approximately 1.30 p.m., we received word that our filing was removed from the docket. We promptly contacted the clerk's office, and we revised that someone contacted the court representing that they worked with my office. Uh, That would be the lawyer for uh, uh, the Jason Smith committee. Um, and they were asking the court to remove this from the docket. We immediately advised that this was inaccurate. The clerk's office responded that we'd, we'd, we'd need to refile, so we have done that. So what happened was Hunter Biden's attorney lied, pretended to be with the uh, Ways and Means Committee, and told them to uh, remove the docket. And, and they got caught. <laughs> just amazing. There is just nothing beneath these slimy, scummy, filthy, rotten, corrupt people. It, this is this is our first family. We're watching him walking into court right now. Why does he get this treatment? I know it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's friggin' guy is flying around on private jets. No, all he's known for is doing drugs, uh, not paying child support, and scamming and lying and scheming and grifting. And yet, look at him. He's treated like some kind of super celebrity. Jesus, it just annoys the hell out of me. I don't know why. Anyway, we will see shortly if Mary Ellen Norica has any guts or integrity. I'm just going to guess no. I'm going to guess that she, like everybody else involved with this, is totally in the tank 
for the corrupt first family and nothing will cover him. He will do, he will do no time, not a day in jail. Hell, Jesse Smollett did six days. <laughs> He's not going to get a day in jail for all of those countless crimes. Hell, he doesn't even have to pay the back taxes. The statute of limitation ran out on a number of these charges. He is just getting away with so many felonies that would, would just ruin an average American. People would be paying this debt off for decades. They'd do time. They'd have a record. They would be paying for this for the rest of their lives. With him, it's just, well, pop into court for an hour in Delaware, get back in the limo, the SUV, do a couple of toots, and get on with your life. But we will see. I'm, uh, I will be thrilled. I'll be uh, t- completely shocked and thrilled if he actually gets, uh, if they don't, if, if Judge Norica does not accept this plea as well, she shouldn't. When they made this plea deal, we hadn't heard from the whistleblowers. We did not know just how fixed, how rigged this investigation was, how they were stopped at every turn from investigating. But we will find out shortly. All right, we got to get to so much more. Man, it just never ends. It never ends. This, 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 the, I'm going to miss Joe Biden when he's gone. When, when uh, you know, we have President Gavin Newsom in two years. We are going to miss this dementia-riddled buffoon. It, he, he, he doesn't even make many, you know, he has nothing on his schedule today. Nothing. He's, he's nothing. It says he gets briefed by his staff at like 9 a.m. The rest of the day, he's off. I guess it's a nice hot summer day. Maybe he's going to the beach or maybe he's going to lay out in the sun like he sometimes does. But the president, the guy who's the, 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 the commander in chief in the middle of all the crises we're talking about, the war in Ukraine, the southern border, crime, whatever, the economy, takes the day off, just takes a Wednesday off. Just, I don't know, maybe he's just taking a nap. Who the hell knows? But he didn't take yesterday off. Joe Biden uh, made an appearance and he did the thing that he always does, the thing that he's been doing for 50 years. He exploited a tragedy. He talked about Emmett Till. It was Emmett Till, would have been Emmett Till's 82nd birthday, I believe. Emmett Till would have been like Joe Biden's age if he hadn't have been lynched uh, at the age of 14. Obviously, it's an atrocity, a tragedy. It's sickening. This is the one young African-American kid Joe Biden cares about. I mean, we talk about it all the time. There's dozens of African-American kids who get murdered every day in Chicago and Baltimore. Hundreds who get killed every year in these cities. Uh, just endless, senseless violence. Joe Biden never says a word unless it's done. Unless the kid is shot by a white cop or an AR-15, Joe Biden doesn't care. But uh, Emmett Till was uh, lynched. uh, What would that be? 80, uh, 60, at the age of 14, brutal crime. His mother kept the open casket and wanted people to see it and wanted to, her son not to die in vain. So here we are in 2023, and Joe Biden is feigning emotion and pretending to mourn the, the death of this one black child. Uh, he's been doing it his whole life. He did it when his own child died. He was sworn into office in the hospital room where Hunter and Bo were recovering from the accident that killed their mother and sister. He's done it at every turn. As we know, he does it almost on a daily basis, uses the death of Bo Biden who died of a brain tumor. He lies and says he died in combat, died in Iraq over and over again. There is no tragedy that is that Joe Biden will not use 
for political purposes. So he talked about uh, Emmett Till. He talked about uh, his, the most underrated accomplishment of his presidency so far. I mean, I wasn't even aware of it. He cured cancer. People wear that. That should be a bigger deal. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we have uh, dropped the ball on that, Ironhead. Maybe we should have talked more about him uh, curing cancer. And he talked about the incredible toll of the China virus on this country. Um, this was all in like one appearance, <laughs> one appearance, and it was just breathtaking. There were a couple other cuts that we're not even going to bother with that were undecipherable. <laughs> he just, he would make a statement and it was in some foreign language. The man is not well. It is just uncomfortable. It doesn't stop him from lying. It doesn't stop him from bragging or using people's deaths, using tragedies to advance his cause. But let's uh, listen to a little bit of Joe Biden as uh, he appeared yesterday before the cameras. Why not? Why not let him take a bow for uh, curing cancer? Let's listen. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We ended cancer as we know it. <laughs> we ended cancer as we know it. Yeah. First of all, that was a campaign promise. If you could do anything. Pick, pick up on it. During the campaign, he said, we're going to cure cancer. In the next four years, we're going to cure cancer. A guy who couldn't, can't ride a bike. A guy who can't walk up a staircase said he was going to cure cancer. Um, can we play that again? I want to. I want to hear him say it again. We sure can. That was my. Uh, I mean, did anyone? I I just saw the clip. It was going viral, but I didn't. Did anyone say, "Excuse me, sir, when did you do that? Why are hospitals filled with cancer patients today? Why are people dying every day from cancer if you cured it?" But anyway, let's let's hear it again. If you could do anything at all, Joe, what would you do? I said I'd cure cancer. They looked at me like, why cancer? Because no one thinks we can. That's why. And we can. We ended cancer as we know it. Did he say we ended cancer as we know it? We ended cancer as we know it. Well, <laughs> that's a good thing. I'm going to give him credit for that. Uh, what else we got? We, we ended cancer as we that. know it. <laughs> Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he says. It's just, he's not right in the head. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't, there's nothing lucid. We're not taking, we don't take anything seriously. But uh, before we get to Emmett Till and Mike Barnacle, I want to hear him talk about COVID because I just, I, I don't know. I thought maybe I was reading the wrong, you know, websites, listening to the wrong experts. I thought it was worse than this, but hey, he's the president. He must know. Let's hear him talk about what yeah. what uh, what the to death toll was like from COVID. And there's still we're still feeling the profound loss of the pandemic. As I mentioned, we have over 100 people dead. That's 100 <laughs> empty chairs around the kitchen table. I just want to apologize because I, I said a lot of horrible things about how he handled COVID. Apparently, I was wrong. Amazing, amazing. You know, maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe all those maybe that was really yeah. all 100 people died from COVID. 100. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we can't have Robert Kennedy as a nominee because he's a crazy conspiracy theorist. But we can have the guy who said he cured cancer and only 100 people died from COVID. But that wasn't his finest moment, in my opinion. He talked about Emmett Till. 
and he got emotional and he pretended he cares and he whispered and he pretended to get choked up. Uh, I don't know. Do we have, is that in this cut? And then we have Mike Barnacles and Al Sharpton. Those are your experts analyzing this Al Sharpton and Mike Barnacle. And then we have Mike Barnacle say the, perhaps the most ridiculous thing about Joe Biden I have ever heard. Now we know Mike Barnacle is a fraud. He's known for one thing above all others. He is the most prolific plagiarist, fabulist in media. He lost a job at the Boston Globe. This is a hardcore Democrat who got fired from the Boston Globe for making stuff up, for stealing from from Mike Royko and Jimmy Cannon and making up. I think the last straw, he wrote a very dramatic column about two cancer patients. This was before Joe Biden cured cancer. Two kids in Maine. One black, one white, and they uh, both were suffering from cancer, and one died. I forget which one. I think the white kid died, and then the black kid became friends with the white family, and they kind of took them in as, as their own. It was all made up. He had names and ages and everything. In a column, ostensibly a news column, all made up, just made it up because he didn't want to find, you know, didn't have a column, so he just made it up. That was one of hundreds of things he made up. He is, but he's a good hardcore Democrat. So Joe Scarborough includes him in his panel. He also has a very powerful wife, uh, which helps with advertising. But Barnacle sits there and occasionally, just like everybody else on MSC's, MSNBC, lies about Joe Biden. But even Barnacle, this is this surprised me even from Barnacle. Have we not heard enough in the last out a year, two years? I mean, ten years, twenty years? We can all agree. But one thing with Joe Biden, he is not a good person. He is not a good man. He is not a good father. He's not a good grandfather. Hell, he's not even a good dog owner. He's just a really <laughs> bad guy, a cynical, conniving crook. We know he's enriched himself and his whole family. We know he's lied about everything. He's lied about you know, his grades in law school. He plagiarized his way through law school. He lied about Nelson Mandela and driving 18 wheeler and corn pop, everything. He lied about not talking about his son's business dealings. He's lied about everything. We know he has screwed up his kids for in, in various ways. We know he disowned, he denies the existence of his youngest granddaughter. If you, if you knew nothing else about a man, just say Mike Barnacle, you knew nothing about Joe Biden. All you knew was that he had a granddaughter in Arkansas named Navy Joe Roberts. And he not only pretends she doesn't exist, denies her existence. He orders the people around him to never mention her and all agree that he has six grandkids. He is denying this child with a vengeance. Like, don't you dare mention my youngest grandchild and think about it. The reason he doesn't acknowledge her is because her father's a crackhead and her mother was a stripper. That So he blames the child. That's like out of North Korea. North Korea, they put children in prison because their parents committed a crime, ostensibly, allegedly. Uh, so he denies she exists because her father was a lying scumbag crackhead. Now, he doesn't deny that lying scumbag crackhead. He calls him the smartest man he knows. He stands by him through everything. And I think now we know why, because Hunter knows he's got the goods on him. Hunter knows exactly what kind of uh, grifter and schemer and, and con man his father is, as Hunter has mentioned in many um, 
messages on the laptop says the big guy makes him give him half his money. And he tells his kids, don't worry. I won't make you give me half your money like pops does. Or as Hunter occasionally calls him, pedo, pedo, Pete, pedo, Pete. That's, <laughs> That's what his own children call him. Pedo, Pete. Well, according to Mike Barnacle, that guy doesn't get enough credit for, wait for it, being a good person. <laughs> Even if you're Mike Barnacle, even if you're on Joe Scarborough's morning show, even if you're the biggest Biden fluffer in the world, how can you say that with a straight face after all we've learned about this scummy guy and his family, after all that has come out in the last child, the last couple of months, and you can still go right there in front of the world and say he doesn't get enough credit for being a good man. God, this was incredible. What do we got? Is this uh, him with? Is this him signing the the anti lynching bill, which is really important because up till now lynchings have been run wild. And pe- people getting lynched left and right. Well, no more, no more. Just so you know, if you're thinking of lynching somebody, Joe Biden has made it illegal to lynch somebody. You can no longer legally lynch someone. So this is important, really vital legislation. But. Let's watch. This is the ceremony, and then we'll hear from Mike Barnacle. Yeah, this goes quickly into Mike Barnacle. I'm wrong in this country. You know, the clip that we just uh, showed about the president speaking yesterday was perhaps 45 seconds long, and it's lost in the rush of media that we do today. Uh, We propel ourselves from one event to another, different events. But that clip, 45 seconds, showed Joseph R. Biden who he really is. He's an emotional guy. He's a president of the United States who is capable of tears over loss. Not his loss, your loss, our loss. Holy crap. And I don't think he gets enough credit for being the decent human being that you know, that I know, that we all know. Uh, He doesn't get enough credit for it. And and you don't have to agree with somebody to say, no, this is a decent guy who really has feelings. (laughs) There you go. Joe Biden gets a full endorsement of Mike Barnacle and Al Sharpton. Doesn't get enough credit for being a decent person. Is this the point where we should mention that he showered with his daughter? We could. Uh, You could do that. Or he nibbles, yeah. he nibbles yeah. kids and or he harasses uh, senators' kids or, you know, all that sniff, yeah. <laughs> doesn't that, He doesn't get enough credit for being a decent person who likes to sniff little children, nibble on little babies in Finland or, or sell out his country, which we now know he's done. God, is that amazing? Doesn't get enough credit for being a decent person. Hey, um, you know, I guess it keeps Mike Brown, keeps him employed. He's got the greatest job. All he does is sit there and say, you know, occasionally say something stupid on G- morning Joe. He's like, whatever he is, 800 years old now. And he's still making a living. If Joe, if Mike Barnacle were a conservative, you would never have heard from him again. If they did, if he did what he did, plagiarized, made up things for years, got fired by the newspaper that he worked at, you'd never hear from him. You'd see him you know, at Walmart greeting you when you walked in the door, bagging your groceries. You would never see him on TV again, but they just have no standards. Al Sharpton and Mike Barnacle are two scoundrels by any definition, and they are full-time contributors to MSNBC. God, that's amazing. Uh, That's true. Rich points out, he also said he was quite a football player who was going to go to Navy and play for Annapolis, but... 
he found out Roger Staubach and Joe Bellino were in the way, you know, that wasn't, so he ended up going to Delaware <laughs> and then what he said, he played freshman football and then his mother told him he couldn't play anymore until he gets great. All just totally made up, all made up. Can you be a good person who lies about everything? I mean, everything. I don't think that's possible, but what do I know? What do I know? Uh, all right, we got so much to get to. We're going to get to uh, an example of what a good person Joe Biden is. You remember those 13 servicemen, these Marines and soldiers, those heroes who got blown up at the Kabul, Kabul airport because Joe Biden wanted the photo op to say he got the troops out and got them out quick. And he left these people in harm's way, these heroes, and they got murdered by a suicide bomber and a sniper had the suicide bomber in his sights and was told to stand down. It was kind of a big deal. Oh, oh, I, I'm not finished. And after the 13 Marines and soldiers got murdered, Joe Biden needed a, a, a win. So he shot a drone and killed a family of 10, including seven children. Remember that? I do remember. That's, that's what decent people do. Well, we're going to give you an update on one of those heroes, one of those Marines who, uh, who was, whose remains were flown to Arlington Cemetery from her home in California, and the Department of Defense stuck her family with the bill. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. Maybe Joe didn't know about that, but that's the kind of people who are in this administration. Oh, we got a Colin Kaepernick update, and I think we all agree on one thing with Kaepernick. I hate him. Some people, you know, everyone at ESPN loves him. They think he's, you know, Rosa Parks. I think we can all agree we are rooting for this. We want a Kaepernick update. I do. I want a Kaepernick update more than anything, to be honest with you. I think it'd be a blast. In fact, I'm rooting for the Jets to bring him in just for hard knocks. That would be fun. We got a Bronny, Bronny James update. And we haven't mentioned this at all, I don't think. But the other day, we've just had so much. Uh, we haven't had time for this. But I got to ask my, uh, my guy here. Ironhead, a New Hampshire voter. What the hell happened in New Hampshire? This story is wild. It hasn't got enough attention, and I think you know why. The first transgender elected official in the history of the United States was just arrested. And it was and and he wasn't arrested for, you know, taking a bribe or uh, you know, selling access to his office. He was arrested for some of, the, some of the sickest, most disgusting, vile thing that a person could do. And um, I haven't checked the Boston Globe. I'm going to guess they. I'm going to guess they didn't even mention it. But if they did, they would. Uh, they would do it with a heavy heart. That one of their heroes, Stacy Marie Lawton, was arrested again. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll go through her uh, his criminal record and uh, the people who endorsed him, the national figures who endorsed him, even after he'd been arrested for a number of serious crimes. And But the latest crime, I think, is going to send uh, Stacy Marie Lawton to a prison. Of course, it'll be a female prison, and he'll have a grand old time. But we'll give you the latest on the first transgender elected official from New Hampshire. God, I'm, I'm just so disappointed in New Hampshire. But first. Uh, listen up. In 2010, our debt was $13 trillion and gold was $1,000 an ounce. By 2020, $23 trillion and $1,500 an ounce. And today, $32 trillion and $2,000 an ounce. 
So now that we have $1 trillion in interest payments annually and another $1 trillion on defense and Democrats in office, do we really think the spending is going to go down? A surging national debt is bullish for gold. Bloomberg stated gold appears as a caged bull awaiting a catalyst. Well, the oncoming commercial real estate crisis will be that catalyst. $1.5 trillion in interest-only loans are coming due, and with vaccines plunging valuations and higher interest rates, more companies are going to just walk away. It's as simple as calling Patriot Gold Group today. Find out why they are an A-plus consumer affairs, top-rated gold and silver company nationwide. Call the proud Americans of the Patriot Gold Group today before it's too late. Mention Newsmax, and you'll get best-in-class service from Patriots protecting Patriots. Patriot Gold Group has the no-fee-for-life IRA, where your IRA or 401k can be in physical gold or silver, Plus, you may be eligible for the No Fee for Life IRA on qualifying rollovers. Call 888-309-9181 for a free investor guide today. Patriot Gold Group is a consumer affairs top-rated gold IRA dealer for six years in a row. Call now. Write this down. 888-309-9181. Protect your retirement with the Patriot Gold Group. Uh, Oh, man. You know what? Sometimes you see a story and you feel like it can't be true. I, I'm I'm going to do this with a little bit of skepticism. I'm going to do this story I'm a little bit because I mean I understand the the uh, the damage the Biden administration has done to the military is incalculable. We know recruiting has fallen off a cliff. We know the military has gone totally woke. It's it's sad what's happened in the military under these 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 bums, Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin. We know that they're you know they they have. So they're trying to promote transgender soldiers. We know all, all the top brass are super woke and they're all pushing DEI on soldiers. We all know they celebrated pride month. We all know they're not doing any of that in China or Russia or Iran or North Korea or any of our, none of our adversaries are all in on this woke military garbage. But as we mentioned uh, uh, two years ago, um, Joe Biden, because he wanted to be the guy who ended the Afghanistan war and brought the troops home. He did it. He didn't care, you know, what, it, if it was the smart strategic way, he gave up the Bragram Air Force Base, gave up 85 billion in advanced U.S. weaponry, gave that to the Taliban, and he forced everyone to the Kabul airport. And uh, there, they were vulnerable. There, they, uh, they uh, were attacked by a suicide bomber who killed 13. It was awful. Joe Biden went to the ceremony when they brought the caskets home, but he was busy uh, looking at his watch. I think he hates to miss Wheel of Fortune, and he really didn't want to miss Wheel of Fortune, so he was trying to hope they'd speed up that whole thing, get the caskets off the plane and getting them the hell out of there so he could get back to the White House. He doesn't care. I mean, it's, it's the exact opposite, by the way, of what Mike Barnacle said. It's the ex- exact opposite. He has a he has a heart of stone. He doesn't care about people like this. If he did, he wouldn't have rushed this uh, evacuation. Anyway, as we know, thirteen Marines and soldiers blown up by a uh, suicide bomber. Check this out. Uh, this is from Fox News. A Republican lawmaker is sounding the alarm after being notified that one of the thirteen Gold Star families from the U.S withdrawal from Afghanistan was forced to pay to move the body of their loved one. Rep. Corey Mills of Florida, an Army veteran, told Fox News that during a meeting with the families of the Fallen 13, 
He was, quote, enraged to learn that the Department of Defense had placed a heavy financial burden on the family of Marine Corps Sergeant Nicole Gee. They were forced to find funding in the thousands to move her body to its final resting place, which was uh, Arlington National Cemetery. The Gee family secured the funding, which came to a staggering $60,000 to move their loved one's body after a nonprofit organization stepped in to cover the cost. Of course, according to Mills, the option for the DO to, uh, defense department, to, uh, the option for the defense department to decline to pay for the transport board was made possible by an amendment to last year's national defense authorization act, authorization act, which states the secretary may provide a following service members next of kin, a commercial air travel use waiver, uh, uh, for the transportation of the deceased remains. They, Guy's remains were initially flown to uh, Roseville, California for a ceremony, but then they were uh, transferred back to Arlington National Cemetery, and the responsibility for that was left to the family. Honoring Our Fallen, a nonprofit organization, stepped up to help the family move her remains. Mills says the responsibility should fall on the Department of Defense and not burden the families. Gee, you think? Uh, the Pentagon declined to respond. This is disgusting, to be honest with you. And you know what else is? I, I say this all the time. Joe Biden, there he is looking at his watch, has never talked about this. Never. His order led to the death of 13 servicemen, men and women. Then he nuked the family of 10 in response. Because he, you know, and and you can go back and watch this. Mark Milley said it was a righteous strike. That fat slob stood there with his 97 ribbons and medals uh, and, and said, yeah, it was a righteous strike. We got a terrorist. It was all a lie. It was an attempt to save face after the embarrassment of getting 13 Americans blown up and they killed seven kids, a family of 10. And Joe Biden has never even been asked about this. Someday we're going to make a list of things Joe Biden's never been asked about. <laughs> Compare it to Trump, who was asked every day about everything. No, Trump was accessible. He didn't take days off just because he was tired. But he's never been asked about the laptop. He's never been asked about Tony Bobolinsky. Did you meet with Tony Bobolinsky? He's never been asked about, have, uh, hell, have you, uh, were you on speakerphone when your son was making deals? He, were you in the room in Delaware when your son was threatening the Chinese businessman saying you're sitting with him? You'd think this would be the only questions you would ask. And he just, he doesn't care. I mean, you ask him, they still shout questions about all the uh, allegations and he'll just ignore it and just keep walking or smile. He was asked about taking bribes and he said, where's the money? (laughs) Where's the money? I got 20 shell companies. I got encrypted messages. You're not going to get me. That's, that's essentially his response to everything. And yet, Kevin McCarthy wants to give us some time. We're not sure. Maybe, you know, we need more facts. Make a list, Kevin, of all the crimes we already know and tell me that this isn't a thousand times worse than anything Trump was accused of. They they made the rules, by the way. They made the rules. They lowered the bar for impeachment. They made the rules right now in impeach for saying go patriotically and peacefully protest at the Capitol. You get impeached for calling Zelensky and saying, can you look into that corrupt Burisma? That's impeachable. I'm going to say, maybe it's me. I'm, I'm a little bit of a partisan. 
that that's not as bad as taking a $5 million bribe from the founder of Burisma that if, that to alter policy. Before we go on, I got to say this, because I should have done it the other day. Peter Schweitzer, great investigative journalist, was on, uh, I think he was on with Jesse Waters the other day, and he, he said this, and I started thinking about it after I watched it. He said that we should think about one thing here. When the, the accusation was made that Trump, I mean, the Trump, that Biden was in on the, you know, on the speakerphone when they're making that deal, or when uh, Biden was accused of taking the bribe from Zolchevsky, the, the, the founder of Burisma, people in, in the know, the person working for Zelensky, uh, uh, Zolchevsky now works for Zelensky. Zelensky knows Trump. Zelensky knows Biden took a bribe. He knows. So, and don't forget, Zolchevsky said it's on tape. He recorded twice with Joe, 15 times with Hunter, them negotiating the bribe. So if you believe that, and I do, Zolchevsky, Zelensky even, knows there's a tape of Joe Biden taking a bribe from Ukraine. You know what that means? That Zelensky has got him by the short hairs, by the short hair replacement hairs. He's got him. If Joe Biden does not do exactly what Zelensky wants at every turn, and by the way, we just sent him, I think it's the 43rd aid package, another 800 million. If he doesn't do exactly what Zelensky wants, Zelensky could say, here's the tape, Joe Biden taking a bribe. That should be a really big story. This is according to Peter Schweitzer a great investigative journalist. So think about that next time we send them an aid package or when we send them F-16s or when we put boots on the ground, we have to do whatever Zelensky wants. And let's be honest, the evidence so far in the last year and a half is pretty compelling that we are doing exactly what Zelensky wants. Why? Why is there never any pushback? Why is there never any talk of settling peace talks and making a deal? Because that's not what Zelensky wants. And Zelensky gets what he wants or the tape is uh, exposed. It is revealed. Think about that. And believe it if you want, believe it if you don't want. But that is a scary situation, if true. All right, we got to move. We got to get to uh, Ironhead's uh, state rep, his favorite elected official. And, uh, oh, we're getting Colin Kaepernick update, too. I love this. This is just so transparent. And I'm just going to agree with all my friends on ESPN, it's about time Cap got his shot. It's about time they they stopped blackballing our hero and gave him a shot to return to the NFL. Excuse me. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. 
you know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey insulation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. Uh, the story, of it, I'm, I, I don't have to tell you why. This story got really downplayed from what I could tell. Obviously, I'm not watching reading everything. I'm going to guess... I'm just going to guess. I do not know the answer. This is just a wild shot in the dark. I'm going to guess it got two paragraphs in the New York Times, maybe three paragraphs in the Boston Globe, no mention on any of the networks, no mention on CNN, no mention on 60 Minutes. And uh, I just can't figure out why. I just don't get why. This is from the Daily Mail. The country's first elected transgender politician who formerly served as a state rep in New Hampshire has been arrested on charges of distributing child pornography. Stacy Marie Lawton, a biological male who lives as a woman, <laughs> sort of, was elected in 2012 but was unable to serve after her crim- her criminal record emerged in which she was sentenced for probation stemming from a 20, 2008 felony conviction for credit card fraud. See if you can keep up with all the crimes. Stacy Marie Lawton committed before he got elected uh, to the state legislator. I believe it was 2012 when he got arrested. Uh, but these are the most serious charges. He was arrested yet again. It faces four counts of distributing sexually explicit images of children that depict child sex abuse. Nashua police began an investigation in the uh, allegations after receiving a tip. Lawton is alleged to have obtained photos of young children who attended daycare in Tingsboro, Mass. Uh, he, he was working with a, uh, his friend, a, uh, a nursing, uh, a uh, child care worker at a daycare in um, Tingsboro, and the telling his friend to take pictures of the girl, uh, kids naked in the bathroom, changing their clothes, actual kids. This is kids. They were taking pictures and distributing them. Uh, the, the allegations are just disgusting. According to the charging documents, Lawton was allegedly sent photos by Lindsay Groves, a worker at the creative minds, early learning center in Tingsboro, uh, uh, at, with whom he had a intimate relationship. The documents, uh, do not specifically state that Lawton is the individual, but posts from Lawton's social media suggest the pair were in a relationship. And they look like, I mean, they look like they're, they look, these two, these two. Uh, it's just a shock, isn't it, that this guy, this freak who was elected state rep because he's pretending to be a woman. Obviously, if he weren't pretending to be a woman, he would have no shot. He'd be unelectable. He got elected to office after making bomb threats to a uh, hospital, I believe, after arrest for credit card fraud, for slashing tires, for making threats. He's a criminal deviant uh, and wouldn't have been anywhere near elected office if he didn't put on a dress and change his name. That's the bottom line. Here's the best part. 
he was, you know, campaigned with him or for him, took pictures with him. Um, Farty pants. Eric Swalwell and Beto O'Rourke. Eric Swalwell's from New California. Beto O'Rourke's from Texas. They came to New Hampshire to appear and support this scumbag who uh, uh, got elected after a lengthy criminal record. Um, do, what, um, what, what do we do? We have the, the photo of this freak. I want the purple. Uh, he, he became a minister. There we go. This is from the Daily Mail. They have some pretty good pictures of lovely Stacy, who used to be Barry Lawton, uh, 39 years old, and uh, obviously mentally ill, deranged, and not really doing his best to fool you, to be honest with you. Do you think lots of people see that photo and think, what a lovely lady? He became some kind of minister. This is him in a purple minister's outfit with a cross, a crucifix around his neck. Disgusting. Uh, New Hampshire voters, your your neighbors voted for this scumbag, uh, Ironhead. And do you have any doubt if he were still Barry that he wouldn't get two votes? There's some there's something really twisted about this because it's just like Rachel Levine. If he weren't pretending to be a woman, hell, he might have been arrested for what he did in uh, Pennsylvania to elderly folks in that nursing home. But he wouldn't be anywhere near the uh, health health and human services. He's the most powerful doctor in the country because he left his wife and kids, put on a dress, grew out his hair and changed his name. There's something really strange about this. And no one's surprised that this freak was, um, was involved in child pornography. When you look at it, see him, he's committed all kinds of crimes and yet they endorsed him, supported him and people voted for him. Just amazing. Another reason I could never be a Democrat. Imagine that's one. That's that guy's on your team. If you're a Democrat, if you're whatever Democrat, because I don't know, you believe in abortion or something. That guy's on your team and he wouldn't be, he would never be elected if he didn't just, and, and is he going to a woman's prison? That's what I'd like to know. I guess we'll find out. Is New Hampshire that crazy? Um, well, they got they didn't uh, reelect, so I guess that's a good by thing. By the way, by the way, uh, Kelly Ayotte is running for governor now that Sununu is stepping down, and her first announcement was beautiful. She's pr- her promise, her big campaign promise: we will not let New Hampshire become Massachusetts, which is what's happened to Southern New Hampshire. It's become Massachusetts. People have gone over the border to avoid you know high taxes and regulation and everything else. And then they support the policies that they ran from, that they moved away from. And she's promising we will not let that happen to our beloved Granite State. But uh, let's get the cap. Let's we got all the winners, all the hits today, man. We really do. Where is the uh, this this? If you missed it, and I mean, how many how many comebacks is this that we've talked about for Kaepernick? This is such a joke. I, I think people at this point know. This is just marketing. That's all it is. This is just grifting. Do you know the last time, uh, I'll do this. I'll say the last time Colin Kaepernick had a good year, uh, had to get a good season. Uh, go ahead, guess. I know. When's the last time Kaepernick had a winning season? Ooh, what year did they go to the Super Bowl? Uh, 2013. Yes, 2013. If my math is correct, that is 10 years ago. <laughs> Ten years ago, he went twelve and four and went to the Super Bowl. Uh, after that, uh, he uh, 
He went uh, eight and eight, two and six, one and ten. His last seasons, last two seasons, three and sixteen. And some for some reason, people still have this vision of him as a Super Bowl quarterback. Mostly people who just agree with him politically. That's that's it. And they think you know the fact they hate cops too, and they hate the military just like he does. So. They support him. And of course, Nike supports him more than anyone. Nike made a film, a video of him. This is uh, from Outkick. David uh, Hookstead from Outkick writes, Colin Kaepernick and Nike released a propaganda film that would make Kim Jong-un blush. The former 49ers QB hasn't played in the NFL since 2016. And outside of a few workouts, hasn't really been uh, close to returning well, he had another workout the other day and at the Nike headquarters with other Nike athletes and Nike made a video and released it to make you think that he could still play. He, he had a workout with Kendrick Bourne, C.D. Lamb, Jalen Waddle, Derek Henry, Najee Harris. Uh, Kendrick Bourne said Cap has a rocket arm and has a good six years left. They all said something. We have the video. And keep in mind, this is at Nike headquarters by Nike and he doesn't talk, you know, I mean, if you really wanted to come back, wouldn't you like talk to some call ESPN? They all love you. They'll put you on any time and just say, I'm ready. Just give me a chance. That's all I ask. Wouldn't you do that? That's what guys who want to come back who want a, an opportunity. That's what they do. They don't release slickly produced videos from the Nike headquarters. But all of the uh, the guys who caught his passes, all of them Nike guys with Nike swooshes, said he's ready to come back. And I want to say once again, oh, by the way, the, the video just says, we stay sharp. Universe, uh, U.S. Nike football. Uh, that's it. Um, if he really wanted to come back, he would just step in front of the campus and say, I really want to come back. Well, um, give me a chance. Or he'd let the media come watch him. Right. You would think. Oh, yeah. Don't forget. This is a quick rundown of Kaepernick's best hits. He wore socks depicting cops as pigs. He compared cops to slave catchers. Uh, he claimed cops can murder people with impunity and get on paid leave. He didn't stand for the anthem. He praised Fidel Castro in Florida and he compared the NFL combine to a slave auction. So he wants to be a slave. The guy who is now making millions doing whatever for Nike, uh, appearing on billboards for Nike, wants, wants to once again be a slave. I don't care if it's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, uh, if it's Dan Marino. You can't take seven years off from the NFL and bounce, step in and not miss a beat. You can't. And I love when people say, oh, he'd be a good backup. Either you're a good quarterback or you're not. You don't pick a guy and see and say you'd be a good backup unless you want a guy who I don't know just quietly holds the clipboard and wears the baseball cap and doesn't make any waves and just studies film and waits his turn. That's not Kaepernick. If he's a backup, he's a problem because he'll occasionally make a statement calling cops pigs or you know dumping on the the, the country, the U.S. You want that as your backup? What if in the Tuesday you have you know Tuesday off, and he's like marching with BLM or something, or or going on some uh, far left show and, and and dumping all over the country? You want that from your backup? I want him to get a chance. I want him to get an opportunity at trial because I think he'll fail miserably. That's my guess. 
And, it, you know, he failed at the end. He lost his job to Blaine Gabbert. He went one in 10. And obviously he's a great athlete. He's as fast in the open field as anyone is maybe not Michael Vick, but a long strider. The guy is speedy. He's athletic. He's got a rocket arm, but I, I don't think he has the head for it. I don't think he has the focus for it. So I would love to see him come back and fail miserably. All right. We got to move. Um, I'll just say one thing about this crane collapse in New York. I think about this all the time when I'm in a city, whether it's Boston, New York, wherever walking around and seeing all these cranes, I'm amazed this doesn't happen more often. I mean, doesn't all it take is like one dope to put the wrong thing at the wrong place. One guy who might, might've had a bad hangover or maybe he was, maybe he's like Hunter, he's coked up and he, he makes a mistake and the crane collapsed. This thing collapsed in Manhattan at 7:25 AM. We're watching it right now. It's amazing. Nobody died. Nobody. Five injured, five or six, two firefighters, four or five commuters or pedestrians injured, being treated. How did nobody die from that at 725 in the morning on a work day? That is a miracle. But I am, I think that all the time walking around and I look up, you know, I'll be in the city. I'll be like my Faneuil Hall and they got all these cra- and I'll say, how does not, how does one of them not fall every, I don't know, every week or so? I guess, you know, people who do that are pretty good at their jobs because you rarely see that. This time someone screwed up, but nobody died. All right, we will leave it there. We have a Bronny update, by the way. Bronny, guys, is, Bronny James had a heart attack. He was in ICU. He's out of ICU. We think he's doing well. His parents, LeBron, are there. Mm-hmm. Thanking everybody. So that is good news. We have yet, we, we, we'll find out if he can play again that will be interesting if he recovers completely and will he play again we've been through this before and sometimes it doesn't work out well so uh we wish him well got nothing against him he's just a kid he's 18 years old but all right that will do it no update on hunter he's in court uh still got all the security outside the courtroom got the convoy of uh suvs and private planes waiting to take the first scumbag back to uh back to D.C. where he can resume grifting with his his dad. But right now, no resolution. Do the right thing, Judge Norica, and throw out that plea agreement. But thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. Am I the only one here tonight Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.